0: Josh UFC <laughs> lightweight. You know, you you're supposed to be a featherweight, but let's let's just for this fight, you're a lightweight. How does it feel when someone says that to you now? You you know, UFC fighter.
1: Uh um, just hasn't sunken in yet, man. Honestly, yeah. hasn't 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 sunken in yet. Uh, everything just feels like normal. Just training. Um, it's just it just like everything seems so crazy at the moment. Like I've got to go through all this paperwork and. Yeah, and and all the training on top of it it doesn't, it it hasn't, to me, nothing feels different besides people congratulating me before I've even won, where if I was fighting locally, you know, they'd wait till after I won to congratulate me, but they already seem to be congratulating me on just making it to the UFC. So nothing's, nothing's different, man,
0: honestly. You know, you've been working so hard for the last couple years just to get to this point. Now it's like, you're at the beginning of your career. Do you feel like this is the start of your career now? Um for sure. 100%. This is this is where I'm going to make
1: the biggest statement. I've got the most eyes on me, you know. This is where I'm going to make the most money. Um it's yeah, it's it's definitely the biggest it's the beginning of my career and it's going to be the you know, every fight from here on out is going to be the biggest test.
0: Throughout the years, you've won the Hex Fight Series belt. Diamondback yeah. belt yeah. super yeah. fight belt yeah. and you know you're undefeated as a professional but as an amateur you did have one setback i want to go back to that cuz <laughs> you know you fought at welterweight you know at was, uh, what is it cage conquest 3 what yeah. is the story behind that there's got to be something right there
1: so that that was actually not um that was actually not the heaviest that i've fought at i've actually fought at at a catch weight of 82 kilos so i'm basically <laughs> When I was around 15, 16, I was like pushing nearly 100 kilos. I think it was like 95, 98 kilos. And I just started training and I dropped the 10, 10 15 kilos, got down to 80 kilos. And my coach just wanted to um, get me a fight at the time because I, I seemed to be doing very well in the gym. So, yeah. So, I started fighting at 80 kilos. But the going back to the, the fight at Cage Conquest, you know, fighting at 77 kilos, you know had no uh what is it? Like no knowledge on anything like dietary wise, like knowing what to eat, you know. Like I still remember after that, that weigh in, driving home from the weigh in, me and my brother both fought on that card. We were having Nutella sandwiches on the way home. That that was our that was our re refuel, you know? It's so bad thinking about it now, but we didn't know any better we literally had the teller sandwiches on the way home after making weight
0: <laughs> delicious delicious the,
1: yeah delicious but man, <laughs> you don't do that if you're you're fighting the next day
0: so what did you learn from that experience you know of you know you don't know nothing about diet you know you, you're per- performing in the cage it must have not been up to your potential
1: no i was for someone that's that fights at featherweight now. I was carrying a lot of fat at 77 kilos. Literally, I I would just wouldn't eat dinner and just wouldn't eat dinner and I'd, I just wouldn't eat the day and and um uh, I'd make weight. That that was basically it, you know. So I didn't really cut weight for 77 kilos. Um, but yeah, all, all the 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 dietary stuff I've learned through just experience myself, read up some some books, you know, watched a lot of um other fighters, what, what they what they tend to eat. So, yeah, just knowledge, trying to figure out my own, what works for me.
0: On top of that, did you uh, get, like, a professional to help you out with your diet? Have you done that recently? No, you've no, been doing it all no. on your own.
1: I, I've been doing it on my own. Besides my last fight for, um, for Super Fight, I, I had jo- uh, Jordan Sullivan, Jordy Sullivan on um, the Fight Dietitian he helped me out cut 66 kilos you know felt pretty good making the 66 kilos
0: um yeah
1: that, that was the only time i've ever had any help
0: but you haven't you don't need no help this time because you're fighting nah. yeah. <laughs> no
1: i i'm uh, i'm happy i'm happy fighting upper weight class it's it's nice it's nice
0: <laughs> you just got to clean it up right just get it clean that, but yeah, the portions are good
1: yeah that's it exactly and Yeah, I'm not. I'm not draining myself. I'm not killing myself. It's always for me to make the 66 kilo division. It's always you know the last two, the last three kilos. Those are the ones that suck because usually I I could diet down to 70 kilos, you know. So it's less. I could diet down to 69 kilos, but yeah, the last two to three kilos suck for making featherweight.
0: Super fight. That was almost a year ago. You know, when we talked last, you said outside of camp. You like to focus on skill set or particular techniques. You know, what have you been working on outside of camp?
1: Um, i actually been doing a lot of grappling lately, um, a lot of jiu-jitsu. You know, everyone's playing those, those, leg lock, those leg lock games, playing all these 50-50 leg lock games, the heel hooks, all that stuff. It's become a trend, so I feel like I needed to catch up on that stuff because I've sort of neglected my jiu-jitsu for a long time, so... Been been mucking around with playing with the legs. Um and yeah, just having fun with the training. Having fun with the training.
0: Have you went outside of Australia in the past twelve months just to train and kinda of get different looks?
1: Uh no, not really. Not really. Um we get a few the gym that I train at, we always get tourists coming over and staying in Bondi Junction. So they, they we got quite a few tourists coming in and some of them are pretty good training partners, like they all got different styles, so that's the only, the only training that's changed pretty much. It's like get random people to come in.
0: That's it. You, I've seen you working at Legends. Uh, is that the main gym right now? Or is it just one of the gyms that you've been visiting?
1: That's just one of the gyms that I've been visiting. So it's basically I do all my training at Eagles. Mm-hmm. And then I, I head to Legends for like a couple of sessions here and there with uh, Alan Philpot, who's um, fighting for that one contract, one Warrior Series.
0: Yeah, um how is it training with Alan Philpott? He has a lot of experience. He has big yeah, fight experience.
1: He, he um he's one of them, yeah, he's one of the most experienced guys and he's he's not that much older. I think he's only like a year older than me, but he's like got close to like 40 something plus fights. Um it's crazy. Like I just always try to get information from that guy. That guy is so knowledgeable. Um yeah, it's it's good training with him. He's um very crafty striker. Very good, very good training partner. He 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 knows that like when to push, when to push, and and when to like pull back. You know, because a lot of training partners they sometimes they just go hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. They don't know when to ease off. So and he's like I said, he's just a knowledgeable guy. So it's it's good to learn off him.
0: Your coach Igor, what yep. was his reaction when you finally put pen to paper?
1: Uh-huh. Um, so Igor is uh, for everyone that knows Igor, he's a very uh, stoic type of guy. He like. He never shows too much emotion. He's always sort of got that blank face of like, "Great job," you know. He's got that <laughs> he's got that, that face where it's like, no emotion, but oh, I'm so happy for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, uh, I was actually at the gym training, doing my morning session, um, and then I got a phone call from my manager, and he said, "Yeah, look, it's done. Deal. Send us your details. Blah blah blah," and me i'm like about to burst into tears i'm looking at i'm looking at coach and coach is just like just that's all he's doing he's just like shaking his hand and like literally i don't know like after that phone call i'm like in tears and the first thing he says to me he goes josh the training session isn't over hurry up put your gloves back on we're not done yet i'm like come on coach we li- I literally just got the phone call and you you're you're already pushing me to finish this session. Still, it's like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> but he's—he, I can tell deep down, he's um, he's over the moon. He's,
0: he's, yeah,
1: first homegrown, he's first homegrown fighter to make it to the to the UFC.
0: Yeah, it's huge, man. Huge for you. Huge for the team. Huge for your coach, man. All around, you know. Congratulations to everybody. Yeah. Um. Now, I have seen that uh, you brought in or or you're working with two tall guys getting ready for Jalen Turner. Talk about those guys.
1: Oh, uh, all right. So um Char Charlie who's a middleweight um, amateur champion, I think he's three time or four time Australian champion already. And he's a killer. He's he's a perfect. You know, he's he's taller than Jalen. I think he's six seven, six eight. And he's a he's a kickbox Southpaw kickboxer. You don't get much like if you're trying to imitate somebody that can strike like that, you know, you you gotta exaggerate a little bit so we've got someone like that which i'm you know very grateful for and then i have um joel kendrick who's actually um who's actually trained with uh, Jalen before uh, joel's actually one of my closest friends and um, yeah so Jalen, um joel has trained with Jalen, and and also joel's a tall guy he knows how to he knows how to um he knows how to imitate uh, Jalen so it's 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 awesome it even though it is a short camp like a short notice fight I'm just trying to get in as much work with those guys because you know It's that it's valuable as much as I'd like to be training guys my size. It's not happening I've got to get ready for a guy that's you know what another five inches taller than I am
0: Going into this fight at lightweight your first fight in UFC. What's the mentality
1: man? I've um Got nothing to lose. I go out there I go out there, I perform, I put on a fight, you know, win, lose, draw. I'm going to show – I get to show everyone what I've been saying from the beginning is that, you know, I, I belong there. And I, I eat, I, even at Lightweight, I belong there. And I, I'm going to show everybody that – that everybody that was supporting me that they were right, that I, I'm going to go out there, put on a performance, and, you know, either way, it's, it's going to be a, a crowd-pleasing fight.
0: Or, you know, last year, I remember that you signed – Uh, a management deal with frm right and and i expected you to be signed with the ufc not much later after that right what happened with that whole situation
1: um so basically i uh signed basically right after the super fight um right after the super fight fight that i Mm -hmm. title fight that i won and um yeah i was expecting the same thing too but um i just felt like uh you know i had no real contact with them and then when they did get offer me a fight it was like real short notice like and I'd hear about that fight before they heard about that fight and it just it it was i think it was just too difficult with me being in australia and them based in the states that it was just too hard to communicate and and plan things and i just felt like uh, i was just another number to them i just felt like uh, yeah i just i just felt like i was just another client that oh if he blows up big then we can use him. Or if he, if he doesn't blow up big, oh, well, it's just another number. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I, if if, if, it were, if I was living in the States, maybe it would have been different. But I think because I was here in Australia that it made it a bit hard.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now you're with Ginnon, right? Ginnon group. Yeah. group? Yeah, Ginnon Group. Yeah, 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 there are yeah. a lot of good guys over there. You know, you got Tyson, you got yeah. uh, Ty, yeah. a bunch, yeah. a long list. Great, uh, great guy great yep. uh, manager um yep. personal touch he lives in australia he's that's he, it yeah, exactly perfect, man. perfect exactly. situation exactly. for you
1: that's one of the now, things that that you know attracted me to is that he did live in australia and that you know we could communicate properly you know
0: yeah he's, yeah. he's doing major moves man outside of fighting so if you know who he is you know you know what's up yeah. <laughs> yeah now uh featherweight is that the plan after this fight you know you go in there wreck shop go back to featherweight or you're going to be like hey maybe i'm maybe i'm a lightweight maybe if i do really well
1: i'm not a i'm not a lightweight i'm i'm a featherweight um everyone's saying oh yeah exactly what you said a lot lot of my friends say josh if you feel good at lightweight why don't you keep fighting because i've seen the size of some of these lightweights like look at even jalen look at the size of him like um it's just that's not my division maybe i'll grow into it when when the weight gets too much but for now like I can make featherweight. It's 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 not a problem if I do have a training camp. It's an it's an easy thing to make featherweight. But for this one, you know, I'm just happy. I get to just clean up a little bit, clean up my eating, and still make lightweight. Be happy. Still have some chubby cheeks on me. Don't have to go all skeletal face on on me. But yeah, um, yeah. I featherweight 100% after this. We're going back down to 145, and then I get to show my where i feel i i fight the
0: best and you know it it is uh short notice but you do have a few weeks plus it's not that far from where you're living you know you're going to get on a plane what is it two hours and you're there
1: i've never i've never been to auckland so i wouldn't know the time the time but i'm so g to go to i'm so excited to, to go to auckland
0: all right man one last thing before i let you go you know you said that this is the beginning of your career basically the next phase of your career but you probably think of this all the time or maybe you don't i don't know but i'm gonna ask you the question anyways success in combat sports do you feel it lies with belts money or legacy what is your thoughts on that
1: um when i first got into this sport it was always to fight the best you know i always thought that fighting the best meant you were the best Meant you get the most money meant you get the most fame Meant all that stuff comes with 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 having the the mindset of just thinking that you're the best, thinking that you can beat the best guys, and just constantly fighting and, and beating these the, the best guys. Um, so to answer your question, I think it, it, it lies in legacy because mm. the the more you win, the more people recognize you, the more people, you know, the more money you'd make, the more sponsors you have. It's It all comes down to, to actually fighting. So you've got to fight the good guys. You know, you don't want to pad your record fighting bums well there is no bums in the ufc anymore but you can't you got to be fighting the the top guys constantly and i think it is the legacy i think you got to fight the, the best guys and that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna stay you know money comes and goes fame comes and goes but you know those records your records the legacy that you leave for yourself you know and the way you held yourself as well so legacy for me not fame not money but having that legacy that i fought the best guys
0: the journey starts february 23rd (laughs) ufc on espn plus 26 auckland new zealand josh man i'm so happy for you man because you know we spoke before and you know know. i've seen you rise through the ranks and it's great to see man that uh they're giving you uh, giving the fighters chances out there in australia
1: i know know. it it was it's it's been a journey but we are we are here now um and like i said it's I just got to take it, take it with both hands, take this opportunity and and, and chase and just go for it, you know, 100%, 110%, give my all and whatever happens, happens.